how did you penetrate the inside? How did you get... Well, that sounds horrible. <laughs> Welcome to the Tuesday Night Podcast. This is the podcast about the stories we make while playing the games we love on, around, and under the gaming table. I'm your host for this episode, Alan Girding, and with me, I have someone that I've met in the gaming circuit. Who are you, and what's your resume? Well, I am Phoebe Wild. I have a bit of a mixed resume. I work for Bezier Games. I do their social media on all the Twitters and the Facebooks. I also run Cardboard Vaults, which is a board game review website. So that's the, those are the main things I do. I want to know all about how you got into it. Let's start with you and who you are. Where are you from, Phoebe? I'm from Australia. So uh, born in Melbourne and uh, lived around here pretty much all my life. I lived in the U.S. briefly for a year, a couple of years ago, but I'm mostly from Australia. And you're in Australia right now. I am. So right now, it's like a god-awful time. It's 1 a.m. right now. It's great. <laughs> yeah, and it's 10 a.m. for me because I'm selfish. <laughs> no, so Australia, born and raised, and you still live in Melbourne, yes? Yes. Why'd you live in America for a year? What brought you to the States? I, uh, I came over, so I did exchange through my university for a year. So I was in Washington, D.C. studying politics, of all things. My degree was international studies. But while I was over there, I uh, went to every gaming convention I could possibly find. Ah. So that was my goal. The foreign exchange student. I think that's kind of a cheat, though, because anytime I think of the foreign exchange student program, I always think of students that are from a country in which English is not their first language. But that's cool. So I could have totally been a foreign exchange student to maybe England or Australia or something. Anyway, so you've been into board games for a long time then, yeah? Yes. I think I got my copy of Settlers of Catan when I was eight. So you were the classic Settlers of Catan intro into the board gaming world, yeah? Yeah, that was my first one. It was Settlers, and then it was Carcassonne, and then I think it was Ticket to Ride, and it kind of went from there. You just named the three big gateway games. Those are the big three. Bet, bam, boom. Yeah, that, that was it. Catan, Carcassonne, Ticket to Ride, gateway games. Now you're addicted. Then you start going deeper. So continue. So I joined the local board game club. That's where it starts, right? Every time. I was in a small town in country Australia. There was one board game group there. And I joined that and I'd meet up every Saturday. My mum came along with me and we'd play from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. every Saturday. That's pretty much how it started. The guy who ran that game group still runs a local 300-person con. It was a really great community. So you came to America... Did you have the very specific goal, oh, I'm going to America so I can go to all these American gaming conventions? Was that in your mind? It was at the back of it because, I don't know, I think it just kind of happened. I didn't mean to go to 10 conventions during the year, but it just kind of happened. The story I like better is that the only reason you became a foreign exchange student was to go to the gaming adventures. <laughs> Let's rewind a little bit and try that again. Did you come to America specifically in mind to go to all the gaming conventions? Yes, I did, Alan. Yes, I did. Good. Good to hear. <laughs> Name them off. What conventions did you go to? So I went to PAX East, PAX Prime, Gen Con, Origins, a local con in DC, which was Washington, and then Awesome Con. Was there a third PAX? No. 
Uh, there is. There's PAX Australia now. Do you go to PAX Australia? I do not this year because it's the same weekend as Essen this year. Oh, and you're going to Essen? How many times have you gone to Essen? This is my first Essen. Oh my goodness. How excited are you to go to Essen, Germany for the biggest gaming convention in the world? I have infinite excitement. <laughs> What's the most recent convention you went to then? Was that Gen Con? Yes. I saw you at Gen Con. You were doing something pretty interesting, walking around filming. What, what was the thing that you were doing in Gen Con? Are you talking about the Vegemite Challenge? I am talking about the Vegemite Challenge. What the heck is that? <laughs> so uh, for people who might not know what... Everyone knows what Vegemite is, right? Surely. No, not everybody knows what Vegemite is, for sure. <laughs> I did not know until I took the challenge. It was a total surprise. Okay, well, for, for people out there who aren't acquainted with Vegemite, it's an Australian breakfast spread that is made from the leftover yeast from the beer making process. So it's literally fermented yeast and it's this black sludgy tar that we spread on toast or on bread. And it tastes like, how would you describe it, Alan? My story is I saw people walking around with little koala characters hanging on their lanyards or whatever, and I made the mistake of saying, hey, where'd you get the koalas? And they said, oh, Phoebe <laughs> Wilde is doing a Vegemite challenge. If I do this challenge, I, I, I get the koala? I said, yeah, I should go do it. I didn't even ask. I was like, challenge accepted, <laughs> found you, and said Vegemite challenge, and now I'm on your YouTube video. Pimp your YouTube video really quick. Where do we go if we want to see the Vegemite challenge? And then I'll answer your question about what it tastes like. So if you go to youtube.com slash cardboard vault, that is my review YouTube stuff, and the Vegemite challenge is on there. So what does Vegemite taste like? I would say it comes in like three waves, and I don't remember the order of the waves in which it comes in. I definitely remember a strong aftertaste. I don't know which wave was the aftertaste, because I didn't eat it except when I was directly on video at Gen Con. But one of the waves, salty. Another wave, bitter. And the last wave, maybe some type of meaty... I don't know. I'm a vegan, so <laughs> it definitely was. This, uh, this, uh, this is a little weird over here. This is, a, this is a little interesting flavor over here. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I just know that it was a fascinating experience. I've eaten all sorts of weird-ass stuff, so it, it didn't bother me at all. What do you think it tastes like? You describe it since you have way more experience, I'm assuming. Well, th my best description is just salty, but we had a bunch of people when we did the challenge, explain it as a more bitter version of soy sauce, which I think is a pretty close estimate of what it tastes like. It's also a close estimate of what it looks like. Imagine soy sauce, but pastier. So what made you think of this, doing the Vegemite challenge? Or is this an international thing that usually Australians do to torture other countries? <laughs> uh, well, we just wanted to do something fun for our YouTube video. We go around and we interview people and we talk about games, but we wanted to do something that showed the people behind the games as well. So we thought it'd be fun to bring some Vegemite from Australia and some little prizes and inflict Vegemite on everyone. Let's go into the YouTube a little bit. How did you get into your YouTube channel? What makes your channel different than many of the others? Pimp it out. It all started that year I was in the US and that was when I got more into the hobby and I was playing more games, going to cons more regularly because we don't really have a lot of cons in Australia. We have, we have PAX Oz now, 
but it's still a growing market here. It's not the gaming mecca of the world like S in Germany. Yeah, so when I got to the US, I was like, oh my god, there's so many games all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but the YouTube channel, what made you think, ah, let's do this? It was just, I was watching more reviews online, I was playing a lot more games and having opinions on the games I was playing, and I just thought, why not share that with people? Why not see if people are interested in my opinions on games? I just wanted to make content. So I built a website in a week, I bought the domain, I went to BGGCon, was my first con after I'd actually built my website, and I interviewed 72 publishers by myself in four days. Wow. <laughs> Now, the hardest part of any publishing company, any podcast, any show that you come up with is the name. How'd you come up with the name? Okay, so it was originally going to be called Cardboard Box, which I realize now is a terrible name. Terrible. It's awful. Is that because you realize box is a euphemism for genitalia? No, it's just, well, I mean, now I'm realizing that. But <laughs> That's not what you were thinking at all. Okay, so I need to edit that out. <laughs> All right, I'm way out of line. You've never heard that box is a euphemism for the female genitalia? I, I mean, I'm vaguely aware of that. It didn't cross my mind. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to make this interview creepy in, in <laughs> any way whatsoever. I'm so sorry. Why didn't you like Cardboard Box? Because you thought people would think it was a podcast about cardboard boxes? Uh, well, I don't like it now because it sounds so generic. I don't know, Cardboard Vault. I like a lot more. But the reason it's called Cardboard Vault is I went to buy the domain of CardboardBox.com and it was taken and it was like, hey, Cardboard Box is gone, but how about Cardboard Vault? You know what, domain internet website? That's not a bad idea. So 72 publishers at BGGCon, that's the con to do it at because BGGCon is very personable. Yeah. I just got back from Shucks. Oh man, you would love Shucks. Oh, I wish I could go. I wanted to go. So good. It was amazing. Beautiful city, Vancouver, beautiful people, but very personable. But, ah, what am I talking about? Total derail. Let's get back to you. Hey, you got involved with Bezier Games, so you're their social media guru. Some of our listeners, maybe they're thinking, how do I get involved more in the industry, not just as a player, maybe not as a reviewer, but I want to do something more than just play these games. I want to taste of the inside. How did you get into <laughs> the board gaming world? Um, show up and talk to people, I guess. After that interview, that was back in 2014 when I first started my website. And since then, I've been going to a couple of cons a year. I've been, you know, meeting new publishers and offering to help playtest their games or volunteer at booths. If you do that enough, you'll get word of mouth that, hey, you're useful at things. Maybe people will actually hire you to to do things. That's my sound advice. Did Ted Allspock reach out to you and say, hey, I want you to bring your talents to Bezier Games? So how it happened with Bezier was Ted posted on his personal Facebook that Bezier was looking for a social media manager. And I wasn't friends with him on Facebook at the time, but two of my friends tagged me in the post recommending me for the job. And then I set up an interview through Ted and they hired me. Nice. So for the knaves listening and the knights, if you want to get in, perhaps you need to go to the cons, make sure that you don't scare away publishers and would-be employers, <laughs> become friends with them on social media, follow them on social media. As soon as they post they have a need for something, 
click in, get in there. And, you know, there's always publishers looking for people to volunteer at cons and they'll usually give you, you know, free games or free hotel rooms, things like that. And that's always a really good start as well. Totally skip that part. That's right. That's probably the most important part as well. For whom have you volunteered? I've done on and off work for Board Game Geek at Gen Con last year. I did the Board Game Geek News and I've done some writing for them. R&R game. Did you ever even volunteer for Bezier Games or you just reached out to Ted via Facebook Messenger and said, hey, I'm interested. Check out my Cardboard Vault YouTube channel. I'm Australian too. So that was basically it. <laughs> what does it mean to be a social media manager expert? Guru, what is the actual title? Social media manager. It's a lot of, well, social media, duh. So I manage their Facebook, their Twitter, their Instagram, email newsletter, marketing strategies, campaigns, everything like that. All the online present stuff you see is, is me. I monitor all the Board Game Geek forums as well. So if I were to send a message to Bezier Games on whatever social media platform, you'd be the one reading it and you'd be the one responding to it. Yep. I know I'm not making any groundbreaking, earth-shattering <laughs> news here, but what's the worst part and best part of that job? Oh, the best part is seeing all the cool photos that people send in. Obviously, we have, you know, all the one-night games. The people who are fans of the one-night games are huge fans of the one-night games. One-night ultimate werewolf, one-night ultimate vampire, one-night ultimate werewolf daybreak, and one-night ultimate alien. Did I just nail them all? Yep, that's it. For now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> Bezier Games just had a Kickstarter for Werebeast. Yep. Werebeast is a spin-off, a little bidding, bluffing auction game. Whoa, 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 whoa. Phoebe, Phoebe. <sighs> Shut up. Oh, no. You're now going to have to tell me all about Werebeast in the elevator. <laughs> you have one minute. You don't have to tell us all the rules. It's just the soul of the game. But for bonus points, you can do it as a character. Is there any impersonation that you're really good at? Like, oh my goodness, you should hear my Jack Nicholson impersonation. Or you should hear my Keanu Reeves impersonation. Whoa. Any impersonations you're really good at? Robot? I am terrible at impersonations. Even better. I can be a werewolf. Do you want me to try to be a werewolf? <laughs> werewolf sounds great. This is how we punish people for coming on the show, making sure they never come back on the show, giving <laughs> me, therefore, less work to do. Okay. Elevator going up. You are a collector of werebeasts and you're trying to catch all the most valuable werebeasts without letting your opponents know what you're trying to collect. Bid on the werebeasts and collect the ones that give you points. Collect your goals, but if someone catches you, then you're eliminated from the game. No! Also, you can use your werechow, now with 99% more villager, to bid on these werebeasts. Collect werenanas. Where NATOs and more in Webbies. So there's just a whole bunch of ridiculous creatures that you could be that you're trying to collect, I'm assuming. Yeah. What's what, some of the ridiculous? Isn't there like were robots? There, there's a werebot. I think my favorite is the werebago. <laughs> Which is like the Winnebago. <laughs> yeah. So 
So basically, at a full moon, you turn into a Winnebago is basically <laughs> that. <laughs> Very good. I could see why Ted hired you. And I could hear the werewolf in the back of your voice. Yeah, you were very animal-like. It, it was a little quiet, growly werewolf. <laughs> Thank you so much. So we were talking about social media. Where were we? Oh, yes, what I like. What I like about social media. Yeah, the best part and the worst part. So the best part is... The best part is seeing all the photos that people send in. Recently, we had someone send in photos of their wedding anniversary party. And everyone at the party dressed up as a different One Night Ultimate Alien character. So there was someone in, like, a cow costume for the cow in One Night Ultimate Alien. And, you know, half a dozen different characters. And someone had, like, totally green skin as the alien. And someone had, like, the fake mustache and the hat of the mortician. That's incredible. Not just werewolf, but One Night Ultimate Alien. Okay, the hard part. What's the worst Thing about being the social media manager. Mm. Tell us something that gets you into trouble. No, just kidding. You don't have to tell <laughs> us what gets you into trouble. We just want the juiciest of the juice. I think, oh, I don't know. Get yourself fired. Piss <laughs> off Ted. The hardest part is probably there are just some people on the internet that say things. No. And, no. and it, dealing with them is sometimes not fun. What? Are you suggesting that not everyone on the internet is polite and courteous and understanding and empathetic? Is that what you're trying to suggest to me and all of our knaves and knights? Is that what you're saying, Phoebe? Uh, I, I know it might be a bit out there and, and, and a bit hard to believe, but that is what I'm saying. Of course. There's plenty of, <laughs> as we call them, trolls out there. People that are upset just for the sake of getting upset. It almost seems like their entire life is just a build up to the moment where they can release all of their anger and pain at one person or one topic. Do you have any advice on how to handle trolls? I'll put myself out there so you don't have to be the bad guy. <laughs> Go, dear Bezier Games, I recently purchased one of your one-night games, and I found it unforgivably awful. There's some rules in there that are just unbearable. Go, the box art is so hideous. The box is only worth my cat's poop and my hate. In fact, I hate you and your entire family. I think that you should all die in horrible deaths because you've ruined my life and now I'm going to ruin yours. <laughs> What's your advice to handle someone like that? I always, oh, you just, you have to be nice. That's okay. He, he would be, here's my response. Okay, you ready for this? I am ready. Show me what you've got. All right. Dear Outlin, we're very sorry that you don't like this particular role in the game. If you don't want to play with it, you can actually take it out of the game so that you can play with the other roles instead. And we're sorry you didn't enjoy the box. Do you have any specific feedback that you can give us? Thank you, and sorry for the inconvenience. Best, Phoebe. By the way, I don't think the boxes are ugly. This is just an example. <laughs> I just want to be clear. I'm not besmirching Bezier games. At what point do you just walk away? The, the trick about Facebook messages is that, so you know how all businesses have a little response rate when you go to their page so you can see how responsive they are? I didn't know that, but now I know. Oh my goodness, I should be more responsive to our <laughs> Facebook messages. 
we need a social media manager. So if you're ever hard up for almost no money whatsoever because we're poor, you can totally handle our social media if you want, Phoebe. <laughs> it's it's going to be a great job that we wouldn't pay you for. But anyways, no, I didn't know that. Thank you. So go on. So yeah, so you'll be able to see like, usually responds in one hour. Well, as long as you respond to at least one message a day, your response rate doesn't go down. So I can respond to one message and then just let them troll as much as they want. Oh, wow. Okay, so just respond to one message a day. So we could totally have a shill where someone writes us a message a day and I answer right away and that would keep our numbers up regardless of how many other messages we're getting. Oh, sorry. So you have to respond to each person at least once per day. Ah, Yeah. okay. Okay. But you only have to respond to that one person once. So only the first time they send you a message, that's when it counts. So yeah. they keep on sending message after message. It's only how quickly you responded after the first time. Yeah. So if someone's trolling, I can just ignore it after that. Phoebe, you just gave us gold. I don't think you even realize how <laughs> helpful that was. Thank you for revealing all your secrets. Let's move on to other secrets. Scary secrets. Scary secrets. What's your next show you're going to? I'll be at Essen, Essen, and I'll also be at PAX Unplugged. You're going to PAX Unplugged rather than BGG? Yeah, Bezier wants me there for social media stuff because it's the bigger show. Bezier's going to both, but... So is Ted going to BGG and you're going to PAX Unplugged? Yeah. Which one are you going to? I'm going to BGG. Sean, my business partner, lives in Dallas where BGG Con is. So it's just easier for me. Bummer, you'll be missed at BGG, but... Have a great time at PAX Unplugged. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, really quick. Every time I see you, you always have a little something different going on about you. Like you had green hair, I think, the last time I saw you at Gen Con. Yeah, I've got black and purple and green hair. What's your situation going on now? It's it's the same, although I might be going pink sometime soon. What is your natural hair color? Blonde. Wow. It's funny because the most dyed color is blonde, but look at you dyeing your hair. I don't know what this has to do with anything. (laughs) Okay. It's probably a good place to end the podcast. So is there anything you want our listeners to know before we say goodbye? Check out my channel if you have time. If you want to watch some more reviews and read some interesting interviews. We've got some cool stuff coming up. That would be awesome. We just did an interview about the Threadbare RPG, which is a stitch punk role-playing game where you can play as a sock. And you should really read the interview because it's awesome. So if you go to CardboardVault.com, that's the website. You'll be able to read everything there. And I'm CardboardVault on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And you can email me, reviews at CardboardVault.com. Hey, I'm Alan Girding. You can find me on the Twitter and on the Facebook. That's A-L-A-N-G-E-R-Ding. If you want to stay in touch with this podcast... Please check us out on Twitter, at PlayTKG. Please email us any questions, concerns, or stories you have audio-wise. I'm talking about Knave to Knight submission. So if you're just a Knave and you want to be a Knight, please, please, please just email us any stupid little contribution you want to send us, and we will play it on this podcast. Email us at podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. Thanks again for listening. I think with that being said, this episode is... Finished!
Thank you. How was that? Hopefully not too painful. No, that was great. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for taking your time. I really appreciate it.